Welcome to Revive Nations, touching nations one life at a time. His word is a fire shut up in our bones. Be revived, renewed and restored. Access more resources and partner with us on our website revivenations.org. Hello, welcome to Revive Nations. My name is Pastor Carlo and I am here with my spiritual father, Pastor Shaiju Matthew. We are doing a special series with his sons and daughters in the Lord who are questioning him uh, and putting him uh, under fire without him knowing what questions we are about to ask him. So, welcome dad. It is a pleasure. Pastor Carlo, it is it is exciting to do this interview with you and uh, Pastor Carlo is also our downtown a uh, pastor in Montreal and we are here on a India tour and we are right now recording this in a Starbucks in Bangalore so if you hear some background noises uh, we hope that you can excuse that and uh, that you would enjoy this series yeah so i want to start uh, with my first question uh, we are here in India and you are holding conferences do you change your style or approach in the manner you deliver your message and what difference do you see in how we receive the word <laughs> um, for sure the the way i minister in india is completely different from the way i minister in a western country um, it's also because the way people have um, received the word is also different um, and the style is different and the ministry is different um, but how people uh, respond to the word um also is tremendously different because mostly because there is a, so much of expectation that that um, the believers come come into the service you can see that in the way they respond you can see that in the way they are weeping in the presence of god you can see the way they react to the word of god you and and the level of hunger is so high some of them who have come in with prayer and fasting they arrive early the place is packed there's so much of anticipation that attracts god's presence glory and power so it's easier to minister to a group of people that that are absorbing from you and i've said this you can receive what you do not carry um what you can receive what a, a pastor does not carry just by the sheer amount of hunger that you have so a pastor will be ministering but because of the hunger of the people they can receive what the pastor doesn't carry because god starts releasing it by the grace and hunger that that the people have so that is exciting to me when i come to this part of the world because the level of hunger is so high wow that's amazing um i've seen how you with the grace of god have changed the way we receive a message in a more sensitive to the holy spirit and what i mean by that is north america and canada specifically in montreal and uh, so how you've pushed us also with prayer uh we've my myself uh i've never prayed so much and and you keep on pushing me um and also with fasting which is something that is unusual uh in in our city the way we fast and this is because you have pushed us and encouraged us uh, what can we do so that uh, we see a day that north america will learn to receive from the spirit of truth i believe that that um in in the last 3 years like you're a witness of how our church has changed from where they were to where they are today in terms of prayer and their passion and the hunger even in their understanding would you agree with that yes um 
I think it, it there are two things that I would say. Number one, um, if the leader doesn't pray, if the leader is not on fire, uh, if the leader is not hungry, you know, um, everything rises and falls on leadership. That's John C. Maxwell, uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Um, that if the leader is not on fire, you know, it, people cannot be on fire. So yes, our leaders are are passionate about God, but ha- the level of passion is what transmits to people. And the second thing is is increasing in their understanding. When you start teaching people principles, I'm not talking about coming to church and and learning about um, how what Daniel did and what is going to happen in Revelation and all those are good topics to cover. Once in a while, we need those teachings, but more importantly about principles that unlock the heaven when people understand why they need to praise they will change the way they praise so i think you know uh, as philip uh, the eunuch said to philip unless somebody teaches how will we understand so we have to continue teaching them about about the truths that will change their mentality and passion about god and if you look into montreal right now on sundays we have at least 40 people that come an hour early to pray um, yes, out of hundreds of other people, there's only 40, but that's a great change for a church in North America. And on a Wednesday evening, we have about 200 plus people that come for prayer on a Wednesday evening, which in Montreal is a, is a big thing. How did that happen? It was consistency and teaching. So I think if we continue teaching people uh, these principles, I think it's only a matter of time that the change will come. Yeah, I've seen it myself as an eyewitness to the account uh, where it was three plus years ago to what it is now and uh, how much you've pushed and pushed and it's prevailing and just Wednesdays itself uh, from what I've seen where it was with a few handful of people to to what it is today coming and hungry so uh, I expect great things to come in the near future for North I America. believe that is the heart of God um, because if you look through the scriptures you will see God's heart bleeding you know, God is, 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 a, is a God of great standard and you will see that, that God is saying, hey, my people have failed, my people are in perpetual backsliding, uh, my people, are their hearts are growing cold, my people, you will see consistently God challenging them to raise the bars. And I think our churches shouldn't be any less. That's right. And, and we, like uh, I, I was hearing a, a, a church Americans statistics on the American churches where now they're saying, telling the pastors, be happy if your believers come three times a month. And for me, that, that's, that, that made me mad because I'm like, you're lowering the standard of what God can do through your people. And so you're saying it's okay to miss church. And they, they have, they, there was another stat that said it's okay to not have a, a midweek prayer anymore. So this is how the enemy prevails. Because he comes in and saying it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. So you, you raise a group of leaders today that says it's okay to have a substandard church. It's okay to have a mediocre worship. It's okay to miss services. It's okay to not be passionate. Wherein in our church, it's, we teach them saying, hey, no. God deserves priority more than your job, more than your education, more than anything else in this life. He deserves it. And that's right. And I believe that that's the main difference. Whereas we used to have this idea or most churches have this idea in North America where, hey, you're a good person. 
You know, you go to church once a week or, or once a month. Uh, you know, you, you haven't killed anybody. Uh, so uh, you're a good person. So it's all about you. Where your teaching is different, where it's more like, let's bring the heavens down. Let, let's, let's, let's seek the presence of the Lord. Let's be, um, you know, uh, embraced in his, in his presence, you know. Let's walk the streets with his glory. Let's see miracle signs and wonders come, you know. Like, so you're, 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 such, you're bringing such a high demand that we've never seen from another preacher or another pastor. And, and also that you're bringing up also uh, sons and daughters in the Lord to seek the same thing, seek the presence, uh, not just the signs and wonders, but love our father in heaven so you're like really pushing the envelope where it's never been pushed before so I, I've seen it and I, I and I've witnessed it myself even um, this morning I was telling God I said God um, I, I don't even I'm not even asking for anointing or breakthrough or blessings um, I'm really desiring that that I, when you look down on me today that you'll have a smile and if God can be touched that we pursue him and that makes his heart smile i think that itself is amazing yeah and that's the difference between religion where i'm a good person because i went to church and relationship which is what your prayer was this morning was all about relationship so um also i i, I noticed here that the uh, uh, prophets are common and uh, I, I actually had just a few days in India. I've seen myself. I witnessed it. Tell, tell uh, us about the little boy. That's what I was going to say, actually. The, there's a, uh, a little boy. Uh, he must have been 12 years old, I believe. Probably uh, 14. 14? Yeah. And uh, early teens. And uh, you put him on the spot. Uh, you said, hey, I want you to prophesy for uh, Pastor Carlo. And he had to go out. He was like, no, I have to be uh, leaving. I'm leaving in 10 minutes. No, no, just give a quick prophecy. And he just held my hand. And he was like uh, precise in his prophecy. And I was like, how can he just just prophesy and on the all spot he like said that. was god give me something for your son and yeah four lines and he was out but that was enough to shake us up and, and that opened up my eyes and, and i and i saw a 12 year old prophet which i was like so unusual but i guess here it's a usual thing so why is why has uh, india received them as prophets when they recognize them when they see them they receive them but yet we haven't in north america or in canada uh, again, um, there's, there's multiple reasons for it. First of all is that there's a fear of abuse. You know, we are afraid that something will go wrong. We are afraid that, uh, you know, at some point the churches in North America and the Europe, we should say that, hey, the God that we serve is greater than all the plans and strategies that the enemy can do. So all the faults that the enemy can introduce into the house of God, into the church, cannot be compared with the greater truth that will break the yoke of the lies of the enemy. So at some point we should stop blaming discernment and start accepting the fact that we are actually doubting Thomases. Mm. Um, we, we are critical about everything. We are scared about everything. Um, in the name of not wanting to err, we go overboard and uh, we start we start judging everything that we don't understand and so when when the holy spirit is not celebrated but tolerated in a culture the holy spirit withdraws wow. 
so we have holy spirit as a namesake personality in the house of god so we believe in the holy spirit but no such shouting no screaming no speaking in tongues no no prophesying and and you know we don't give any room for grace for prophets to be developed that is another reason um, we expect prophets to be perfect so if a person makes mistake there's no room for growth so you shut them down and this is something that you must understand when a, a new believer is learning how to prophesy right uh, it's not like the old testament when there was one prophet in the new testament everybody's encouraged to prophesy apostle paul says um, especially the gift of prophecy that that you may desire right so we are supposed to desire the gift of prophecy more than anything else so if everyone in the new testament is prophesying versus one prophet in the old testament you can imagine the level of error is higher so all the more reasons why we should show more grace to people and say okay you got this wrong let's accept that you got it wrong and you pray harder you fast harder so you hear better and so you encourage to grow you know you're not put under a microscope if you see that's that's the difference between uh, canada and uh, india or north america and india where you will see that there's so much of freedom you know a, a child is encouraged and and celebrated and you know there's so much of liberty of the holy spirit for the child to walk by faith and not fear about falling and being condemned and called as a false prophet right right wow so uh, also i noticed that there is uh, an honor system towards men of god holding them in high regard uh, what can we as Canadians do to honor men of God the way the Bible teaches? And why do you think that we don't hold them in high regard? Um, one of the first things that comes to my mind is that there is this whole concept of um, employing pastors in right. North America. Um, it was only when I came to North America, I, I got a salary. And I remember the pastor, when he was talking to me about like the salary that he was he wanted to give me and he felt bad that it was too less and so when he was talking about it I remember getting upset and I remember telling him pastor don't talk to me about salary because I was getting offended in because I was like how can you talk to you know a pastor about salary because all my life I never knew about it and that's the atmosphere you grow in men of God live by faith in this part of the world and and they are not employees and and so nobody controls them it's not it's not groups that control them because we live not you are not a boss god is the boss so that means we don't live in fear of you we live in fear of god um, but when it comes to north america it's like hey i pay you you listen to what i'm saying and this is how we want if we don't like you we fire you and we'll hire somebody else because we have the money so that that itself creates an atmosphere of of uh, religiosity and the pastor doesn't have the freedom to hear from god freedom to cry and take ownership and and take responsibility and build things and so there is a lack of honor because people are saying hey my offering is paying you so you better preach what i like you better sing like the way i like so the lack of honor is is disappeared so when i came into the church I, that's the first thing that i had to say hey you cannot afford me it sounded very arrogant but i had to i had to say this because only god can support me only god can sponsor me there's no man can that buy me like i don't care how much money you give me you still can't afford me because you can't buy me simply because of that 
uh, and that mentality is what causes you to break out and say I, I don't represent you I represent God I'm not on your side I'm not on her side there shall be no cliques in the house there shall be no groupisms in the house because I, I come representing the king of kings so I don't care which family is big here whose name you are if it doesn't please God it's out of the house so it creates slowly people's trust is restored saying okay um, you know we are going to learn so you need to teach them because that's all they've grown some people all their life they have seen nonsense and that's why young people find it very hard to respect the pastors because they have seen their parents not respect the pastors so actually i am an eyewitness to all this uh that you don't probably remember but when you came into our church i was actually one of the board members and i remember this discussion that took place with uh, with the pastor at the time and how your salary was being discussed and uh, and your feedback on it and you said what is this you know all my life I've never had to live uh, with a salary uh, per se you always depended on God and for me uh, as a North American uh, I was like flabbergasted on this and I was like I never heard such uh, things I, I didn't know that anybody could live in such ways uh, so for me it was really like a, a, a shift that I never heard before thinking yeah a way of thinking if, I was like if is you this could, possible if you could buy somebody with a salary that also means that somebody else can come and offer something bigger and buy them so you don't want somebody who can be bought with a salary because that means then it's no more their baby you want people that will work for free because they know this is a calling and that's where the pastoral job is very different and that's that's the joy i have with you and pastor steve and pastor lol and all these young leaders that god is raising in our church because they didn't come into the house for salary like somebody like pastor hisham who is the arabic pastor in our church um he was offered 88000 a year salary with the with the organizations he could have gone instead he chose to be with our church with a very meager salary not because he 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 wanted money but because he believed in the vision and the calling those are the people that will bring the maximum fruit for the house of god long lasting fruit amen um my last question is um is about india and 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 you're here because you're holding conferences and meetings that are intense and draining on your energy so at the same time you are raising spiritual sons uh, in this journey how do you find balance between the both <laughs> it's a very interesting question i i i when when i'm doing conferences there's something that that i i told uh, it was luke who was with me who said uh, so are you ready for india i said no i have a wednesday service left i said after the wednesday service my mind will shift so there's something about being focused on the assignment i cannot live in canada and dream about india i cannot live in i have to live in the now so as soon as it is time you 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 do the switch and your mind switch and you begin to see that the holy spirit takes over you and and i can already sense my anointing shifted as soon as i landed um at the same time uh, taking taking care of the the raising the sons is goes one on one 
So um, it's part of my my call and my assignment. So it's not two different things. So even as I'm preaching, I'm so conscious like this. Four of you behind me so i'm intentional about what i say how i say what i'm doing how i'm doing because i'm also consistently thinking okay my sons are learning from it my daughters are learning from it so i'm also trying to be sensitive to the holy spirit because i know that these are all deposits so there are some things that it is premature that i don't want you to function in so i hold back from those things because i'm like there is a time for things to be learned there are things to function in so it's it goes hand in hand and so it's been a joy it's never been a burden because of that physically yes it's exhausting because my neck still hurts my back hurts maybe i'm growing old <laughs> <laughs> yes you're you're getting old i believe you're you're you're, you're on your third decade and uh, yes uh, you're, you're you're extremely old <laughs> thank you for making me feel good right now <laughs> so so uh, so it has to be a calling because you're always consciously in tune with the Holy Spirit and always uh, know when to expose us to the next level. You know, one thing that from the beginning I've, I've believed is that there is no textbook on mentoring. And anytime somebody uses a textbook to mentor, you, you will hurt your student. Because the personality of Pastor Steve is not the personality of Pastor Carlo. And the same with anybody else. So if you're going to teach this lesson to this person and this lesson to this person you're going to see that it's going to be a collision so you have to be led by the spirit to say okay how much is this person can handle in this season of life like there are times when I sp say things I know some of them will not receive um, because they have to learn it the hard way but you still speak with the knowledge that it is the Holy Spirit that takes and works. So you be sensitive on each person to speak into them differently. So you have to be flexible and teach us to be flexible. So the more flexible we are, the less we break. As uh, we discussed the other day, That's right. the characteristics of the Holy Spirit is the wind and water. That's right. The water takes shape of whatever it goes. That's why tsunamis are very dangerous. And the same thing with the wind. It goes here and there, you don't know where it comes from and how it goes and that's the characteristics that we have to carry. Amen. So this ends my podcast <laughs> with my spiritual father and thank you for being available. Thanks everybody for listening. We hope that you will subscribe to the SoundCloud and the iTunes and leave a review so we can reach many more others. Don't forget to share and comment and let us know that if you're interested in any of the subjects. Amen. So once again, we want to thank you for your time and please subscribe to this podcast, Revive Nations. God bless you.